Hello cricket fans, this is my preview of the first World Cup semi-final to be played tonight in Manchester between first ranked Indian side and the fourth ranked Kiwis. Obviously David and Goliath type battle you could say. Uh, India obviously dominant throughout the tournament finishing on, on top of the standings. Just the one loss in a game to be honest where they looked like they went through the motions a little bit against England. Uh, they had some really good victories. A win over Australia, dominant win, dominant win over their arch rivals Pakistan. Uh, swept aside the likes of the West Indies and Bangladesh, and it was a fairly trouble-free campaign. I guess the only glitch was uh, that loss against England and the fact they'd lost key opening batsman Shikhar Darwin for the tournament, but con contributions all round. Talk about their side in a minute. The Kiwis um, took advantage of a fast start. They were gifted, not gifted, but I suppose they, they had a bit of a leg up there when they got Afghanistan, Sri Lanka, and Bangladesh in their first three games, and they managed to win those games. They weren't pretty, but they did the job, and that set them up for the rest of the tournament. Uh, but their form has really tapered off badly. They haven't won a game for 17 days. They've lost their last three games, uh, and quite convincing as well. Pakistan accounted for them by six wickets. Australia beat them fairly comfortably. It was around a 60 or 70 run margin. And then, of course, England demolished them in their final game, the Kiwis. And you have to look through that draw and, and look back to that washout against India, their opponents tonight, and think, did that get them through to the semifinals? You'd assume India would have won that game, given New Zealand's recent form, and that would have given... Uh, New Zealand one less point, which would have put Pakistan through. So perhaps lucky to get through, but in saying that, they won the matches they were meant to win. Uh, they lost to a few of the big guns, and New Zealand always a side that I think going into this in fourth place, it suits their mentality. They're total underdogs. All the pressure is on India. Uh, we've seen in the Big Bash in the last five or six years, teams that come in ranked four play with a nothing-to-lose mentality, which can give you freedom, can give you confidence, and it can liberate your style of play. Whereas the teams that are ranked one, everyone's expecting them to win, you tense up, there's pressure on you, and all of a sudden there's a boil over on the cards. And there's no doubt you know, that could happen in Manchester tonight. Also playing into the Kiwis' hands is the conditions. Uh, rain, Showery rain expected throughout the day, and you'd know when you've got a dominant team up against a team that's out of form, a leveller can be conditions. And no doubt New Zealand, with the sort of side they've got this year with some good fast bowlers, guys like Trent Bolt, uh, this really brings them into the game. If this was a fine day and a flat wicket in Manchester, I'd say India are morals. But we already saw in that World Cup warm-up game, India's final warm-up game before the tournament started, they were rolled by New Zealand for 100 after being sent into bat. That was with nearly a full-strength side. So that will be in the back of their minds. And if the Kiwis can win the toss and bowl first on a rain-affected morning when they swing around, all of a sudden, India, that rank one means nothing. If you're four or five for 30 or 40, uh, and they can get Coley out early, you could be out the door. So no doubt India deserve favouritism. They've got a dominant record over New Zealand. They beat them 4-1 in New Zealand a year ago. They've beaten them in India 2-1 in a one-day series. So... You know, if you were to compare the two sides, you'd say maybe only two or three New Zealand players would get into the Indian side. Obviously, Kane Williamson, uh, Martin Gupta's been out of form, so whether he would or not, I'm not sure. And then you'd have someone like Trent Bolt and maybe a Ferguson, maybe three players in that New Zealand side would get into the Indian side. But like I said, one-off knockout game, all the pressure on India. Let's have a look at the Kiwi side, and it's the lack of batting that really concerns me. It's been such a reliance on Kane Williamson this tournament. He's been fabulous, but... Um, there's only so much you can carry sometimes. 481 runs at an average of 96. Uh, his strike rate 77, which shows you he's been batting with uh, the weight of the world on his shoulders. He, he knows if he gets out, they're in trouble the way they've been batting. So he's perhaps a little bit down strike rate-wise, but that's understandable. Uh, that's the key wicket for India. If they knock him over for less than 20, uh, they'll be very, very confident. 
Martin Guptill's the wild card because he is a really good player, Martin Guptill, but he just hasn't fired in this tournament. He's a guy capable of scoring 100 from the top of the order at a run of ball. Uh, we've seen it in the past two years against the likes of Australia and England. He's done well, but uh, been out of sorts, getting out early, a bit of a confidence player. Only 166 runs at 23, but again, you know, if you're the New Zealand coach, you'd be saying to Guptill, mate, you know, this could be your day. Go out there and play with freedom if it comes off early. Um it comes off, so I think that's that's the wild card. If Martin Guptill can get going, this can propel what looks like an average New Zealand batting lineup uh, into a decent score. Uh, you got the likes of Colin Munro, Latham, they've all been out of form. Santner hasn't done much with the bat. Ross Taylor's he's got experience at four. I don't think he was is the player he was five years ago. He's still averaging thirty seven, but again, strike rate of seventy five, so he's not gonna really Indians aren't gonna fear Ross Taylor as he might have. Uh, back in his pomp. Uh, Jimmy Neesham's done okay, averaging 40 with a strike rate of 80. Uh, the only guy striking close to 100 is the Gromhold, who comes in at 7, and he can hit the ball over the fence. Not the most reliable player, but there's a little bit of strike power there. But overall, this Kiwi batting lineup's been underwhelming against the big sides. Against Pakistan, against Australia, against England, they're bowled out for under 230. And uh, I'm worried about their form going into this game against a world-class, you know, likes of Boomer, best-ranked bowler in the world. Uh, they could be exposed. Their bowling is what has carried them throughout the tournament. Uh, it surprised me a little bit. Obviously, the pace of Lockie Ferguson probably been the find of the tournament in terms of establishing himself on the world stage. 17 wickets and an average of 18 and going at less than five and over. This is a guy who's you know, he's all in with his, his action. It's an awkward sort of action. He's capable of bowling short and nasty. And the Kiwis haven't had that in World Cup campaigns in the past. And we know India... Don't particularly like the short ball at times. So the likes of Rohit Sharma, even though he's been in stupendous form, uh, and some of those guys, Pandya and Dhoni, they'll be tested out by Lockie Ferguson and trying to rattle some of the Indian cages, especially if there's a bit of grass on this wicket and a bit of moisture around. Trent Bolt's had a really good World Cup again, 15 wickets at 24, ripped through India in that warm-up game. Uh, he's going at 4.6 and over. If they swing around, he'll be a big factor. Uh, and Henry's got 10 wickets at 31. De Gromhol's done a solid job. Mitchell Santner... Steady left-arm bowler, but not a wicket-taker. Only four wickets at 69 for the tournament. And, and Tim Southey, surprised me, he's sort of fallen out of the side. Just a one game, um, one for 70 off nine overs. I probably don't expect him to play. Turning the page and looking at the Indian side, uh, they've got you know, arguably two of the top three or four batters in the world. I think they're both ranked one and two at the moment, and that's Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli. Sharma's closer to the player of the tournament at the moment, 647 runs at 92. I think he might have scored three centuries. He's striking at 98, and he's a run machine. Once he gets 30 or 40, Rohit, uh, he might not be the fittest guy, look fittest-looking guy in the world, but he's one of those guys who will not give it away easily. He knows how to get big runs. Uh, he survived some uh, early onslaughts. He's had a little bit of luck at times, which you need as an opener, but uh, without Darwin, there's a little bit of reliance there on Sharma because even though Rahul's done a solid job, uh, his strike rate is 78. He's not explosive at the top. So if New Zealand can get Sharma out early, brings him right into the game. Coley has had a good World Cup. Um, hasn't got the hundreds that people might have thought, but that's probably because India have been done for 100 in a lot of games. He's got 443 runs at 63. Look, he's a, he's got a phenomenal record, Virat Coley, and he's probably the best ODI player of all time. And you assume he's going to be a big match player, but a stat that surprised me is in 14 knockout games in his career in 50-over cricket, quarterfinals, semifinals and finals, he averages 31 with a bat. Um, that was just maybe a stat out of the blue that um, Kylie might not even know himself. But knowing him, he, uh, you know, I assume he would know that and he'll want to put that right. And that almost makes me more confident that that's something he'll be wanting to put right in this semifinal and final and, and make 100 in this World Cup in a knockout game and lead his country potentially to World Cup glory. 
looking at the rest of the Indian batter lineup, their middle order hasn't really fired. You know, Dhoni's he's got 223 runs at 40 at a strike rate of 93, but you know I think Dhoni's a better chaser than he is batting first. If you can get him in batting first, say at three for 80, he's going to take his time getting in. He's not the most explosive like he used to be. He's a totally different player to what he was 10 or 15 years ago, Dhoni. Uh, Pandya is the wild card. He's got a strike rate of 139 in the tournament, can float up the order, uh, capable of clearing the ropes. Uh, but then, yeah, there's a little bit of doubt there, that 4, 5, or 6 for India. If they were to lose Kohli and Sharma early, uh, this game would be right back into the balance. Their bowling lineup's been the most consistent in the tournament for mine. Boomer is the number one fast bowler in the world, 17 wickets for the tournament, averaging 19, economy rate just 4.4. So he's going to have a you know his eyes wide open looking at this Kiwi top order, which is low on confidence, so like a Gupta, Latham, Colin Munro. They've all had poor tournaments and Boomer in conditions that will favour the quicks, might be capable of rolling through them. Uh, then you've got, of course, Mohamed Shami, who's a wicket-taking machine. He's got 14 wickets at 13 after coming in late to the tournament. It can be a little bit expensive at the death, Mohamed Shami, but he's, he's a genuine wicket-taker, and he's quicker than he looks for a little guy. Kumar's done a steady job. And then you've got the spinners who haven't set the world on fire, but it hasn't been a World Cup for spinners. So I think Chanal has had a decent World Cup, 11 wickets at 34. Economy at 5.9. Cool Deep's been maybe a bit disappointing. Six wickets at 56, but economy rate around five and over. So those two spinners not getting carted around the park. It makes for a lot of depth when you've got Pandya as your sixth bowler, potentially in that attack. Uh, even Jadeja's struggled to get a game. So the concern for India would be the fact that the Kiwis got nothing to lose. Also missing Sheikha Darwin. I think that would be the complete side, and I think they'd be clear favourites for the World Cup if Sheikha Darwin was there. He's not. Uh, and that just gives a little opening plus the conditions tonight. So my tip is for a, a closer-than-expected game, given the rain around Manchester and the lack of pressure around the Kiwis. But I think India are just too professional and have been too good with the bat in this World Cup to let an opportunity like this slip to miss the final. And I think New Zealand, even though they're in the four and they deserve to be there, I guess, I think their form's been a little bit overrated throughout the tournament. They've had a couple of sketchy wins. Their batting hasn't lived up to the mark. Wouldn't surprise me if someone like Guptal fires tonight, but overall, I think India is a far better side. I think they'll be contesting the final at Lords.